listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Monday, the 28th of November 2022. Later, how COVID, China's rising COVID cases impacted the share market today. But first, to retail sales, which fell for the first time this year. The Bureau of Statistics says retail turnover declined 0.2%. Economists were expecting a rise uh, to $35 billion in October. For more, I spoke earlier with Brian Walker. He is the CEO of the Retail Doctor Group. Brian, official stats from the ABS shows that retail sales for October fell for the first time this year, especially in department stores. Why do you think that is? Is it purely the impact of rising interest rates or are consumers holding out for the Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales? Oh, it's certainly the effect of rate rises predominantly. We're seeing consumers now becoming more cautious Uh, watching that extra discretionary spend. Uh, But there are some interesting pieces that are going on. Australians will spend close to $6 billion in this Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, uh, which is an extraordinary volume. So, So Australians are being cautious, careful, but nevertheless looking for that bargain that these sort of sales promote. And this window of the Good Friday, Cyber Monday sales really kicks off, if you like, the Christmas trading period, for which we think we'll see somewhere around that $60 billion turnover between the weekend I've touched on through to the end of January. This in an overall retail sales climate of about $375 billion. It's a very strong period. The challenge this year will be uh, to work with customers, if you like, to open the wallets even more, and protecting margin along the way. So what do you see as the biggest challenges for retailers in this period, especially online retailers, and the impact on their profitability? Well, the biggest challenge for retailers in this period has been twofold, or threefold, actually. There's been definite uh, stock shortages, supply channel issues. Staffing's been a real factor and a well-documented factor. And certainly building... uh, strong sales, customer loyalty and margin growth through this period for many retailers are the three major changes or challenges. Online retail, classically speaking, for small to medium online retailers, has been typically a fairly unprofitable venture until they can get a certain scale, dynamic, or as we talk about, linking it with physical stores into that omni-channel, click and collect, is an example of that, where customers can visit the physical store, visit online of that retailer and trade between both. Um, An example of the lack of profitability for online retailers are things such as free returns has been a real topic that's damaged a lot of profitability. Um, In the fashion example, there's a term called bracketing where consumers buy sizes above and below or colours above and different to what they might choose have those products delivered to them and then choose to return them back to the retailer. Now, that can be up to 35 to 40% of a fashion retailer's online uh, returns, if you like, and of that, another 30% or so are generally unsaleable. So it's a very, very competitive marketplace for online retail, uh, particularly those that haven't yet reached the scale. And even the larger scale players uh, struggle in certain categories to, to be profitable. 
obviously this is good news for consumers if they get to return for free they get more bang for their buck but given the competitive nature do you see that changing as larger retailers can afford to do services like bracketing and smaller ones can't oh it's classic competitive strategy in that sense isn't it you know that the smaller ones need to be increasingly differentiated in product innovative clever linking to social media linking ideally again to that physical platform um, and it's all about building uh, absolute loyalty in a community if you like for the bigger players much bigger players it's scale volume turnover um, doing everything the smaller businesses do if you like but at a much grander scale like all these marketplaces the difficulty and the challenge is when they're in the middle ground they're too small to be big and too big to be small with rising costs of doing business, uh, rising costs of doing business directly on fulfillment models, last delivery type things, then it can get very um, problematic for some. So what's your advice to consumers as we head into the Christmas sales season? Well, the dominant driver is online research. You know, typical online sales are around 4 to 5% conversion, and it varies from category to category. But the other balance of that, 95% plus, or the, the many millions of searches online are done by consumers 24-7 who research product, look at social proof, understand the features and benefits of the product, know exactly the best price, location to get it. And that advice still remains true. Research, research, research. Brian Walker there from the Retail Doctor Group. Now to the Australian share market, which fell to start the working week. The S&P ASX 200 down by 0.4%, 7,229. For more, I spoke earlier with Julia Lee. She's the Equity Investment Strategist at State Street Spider ETF. Julia, quite a few macro events to unpack. So let, let's start with US interest rates. The market was anticipating a slowdown in the pace of rate rises. What do you think now? The key to the market rally that we've seen recently is the FOMC minutes, which were released last week, and they really supported the view that we would see rate hikes moderate. In fact, since that 2nd of November meeting on US interest rates, we've seen 12 Fed officials come out to support a 50 basis point hike in December, and that's seen the Australian share market hitting the highest level that we've seen since May this year, the US stock market reaching the highest level that we've seen since September, and over in Europe, European markets have uh, rallied for six consecutive weeks. Today, though, our market is down. I have seen China, the issue with rising COVID numbers there. What are the implications for markets? As rising COVID numbers in China are a concern and particular things that we're watching are the impact in terms of the supply chain, the impact on commodities demand, as well as the Australian dollar. And unfortunately, at the moment, we have seen commodities hit hard. We're seeing the energy and the material sector trading lower today, the Australian dollar lower, and the Hang Seng down as much as 4.2%. I guess if we have a look at China, there are hopes that in 2023, we will see better growth coming through. And the thing with China is that it is meet, uh, it is walking to a different drumbeat compared to the US. So hopefully when the US is slowing down next year, what we are going to see from China is growth starting to come back again. So at the moment, as an investor, which one of those two concerns you the most? 
I think both are concerning, but on different timeframes. Near term, in terms of the commodities market and the Australian share market, it really is China. But come mid-December, the markets are going to be very much focused on the U.S. And that's because on the 14th of December, we see the U.S. US interest rate meeting. And within that 24-hour period, we're not only going to get the US deciding on interest rates, we'll get the Bank of England as well as the European Central Bank. Now, the European Central Bank is expected to hike by 75 basis points, Bank of England by 50 basis points, and then over in the US, 50 basis points. But the key for investors will be the outlook because asset allocators are wondering where interest rates are headed in 2023 to work out how much money they should put in the stock market market versus the bond market and the other asset classes as well. So mid-December is going to be key in terms of setting direction and sentiment for risk assets in 2023. Final question, and it relates back to interest rates. Retail sales, they've fallen for the first time this year. These are official stats from the ABS. What do you think this is a sign of? And is it an ominous sign, I guess, for retailers? Well, we always knew that things like retail sales would be hit because interest rates have been rising. And I guess the thing with interest rates is that there's a lag effect. So we know that there is pain coming down the pipeline. We just we just anticipate that it will be later in 2023. Now, in some areas, we've already started to feel the effects, areas like property, where we have seen building approval numbers for September down by 5.8%. And this Wednesday, we're expecting to see those numbers declining by another 2%. But retail sales has been one of those areas that has been extremely resilient. This is the first time in 2022 where we've seen negative growth coming through here. And it comes just ahead of that all-crucial Christmas trading period, which is the busiest season for retailers. So it's going to be a key test for retailers come the Christmas trading session. But not only that, coming into the new year, whether retailers are confident enough to raise prices again, given the softer economic outlook. That's Julia Lee there from State Street Spider ETF. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decisions.